I'm Emily Sanchez, and this is Turn the Corner, episode 103, Following Dreams and Turning Corners. This is Turn the Corner, a podcast about finding what it takes to turn a corner in your own life, to experience more joy, more resiliency, and more growth. We are transitioning from any adversity we may have experienced, so let's go. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm back. (laughs) It's been a long, long time. What, like two and a half years that I've made a podcast. I've made a couple of YouTube videos, so if you're watching from YouTube, you're probably wondering, what do you mean? I saw you (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, but I really have not been working my business very much, and I wanted to come in here and tell you I'm back and the reasons why, where I've been, and then give you a little bit of a tidbit as to why I'm changing my podcast name to Turning the Corner, or actually it's just Turn the Corner. Gosh, I don't even know my podcast name. I'll get it right, you guys. But I'm really happy to be back and I'm excited about where I am. Okay. So let me tell you where I've been. I have been off getting my master's degree. I graduated with a master's degree in social work from Western New Mexico University. Such an amazing experience. They have one of the top 10 online social work uh, master's degree in the country. And it was really awesome and it was really worth it. So why social work? I was thinking, okay, so I've been this life coach, I've been this divorce coach, and I just wanted more education. I wanted to offer my clients more in terms of therapy, in terms of healing, in terms of that emotional piece, that mental health piece. And so I looked into marriage and family therapists, I looked into regular counseling, and I just decided with social work, it was just so much more broad and it truly looks at your environment and starts there as to what can we change? How can we be more adaptable? Very actually life (laughs) coachy with that type of thing. And then of course it also dives in to mental health, all the therapy modalities, just like any other therapist. Um, And so I went the clinical side of social work and here I am. So in the degree, you have to take all these internships. There's four full semesters of internships. And I had great experiences at my internships. My first one was here in Gilbert at Redemption Psychiatry. My supervisor was Dr. Richard Burton. If you can and need any type of um, psychiatry, any medication management, I really suggest looking into Redemption Psychiatry. They are amazing. Dr. Friday, um, who is the owner founder and also head psychiatrist there is great, um, especially with children. So I, it's just a regular clinic, an outpatient clinic. I saw clients and for counseling. And so it was a wonderful learning experience. I learned so much uh, from Dr. Burton about diagnoses, 
about medication, uh, about its uses, its functions, its interactions, its, and then of course the psychological piece of that. So wow, what an amazing opportunity. Then I wanted to have a completely different, a contrasting internship. So I went over to Gilbert Public Schools and begged if I could be there and lucked out with my daughter's old school where we used to live, Boulder Creek Elementary, and had the great fortune to be supervised by Mrs. Ashley Marie Fortune. Yeah, that's her last name. So I was fortunate to be with Mrs. Fortune. She is amazing. She is a master at problem solving, motivational interviewing. I learned so much. Um, I, there's just so much I could say. Uh, we focused a lot on uh, children who had absent parents, whether that meant death or divorce or just nobody knows where they are. Uh, we set up groups, um, grief groups, grief counseling. We did a lot with school anxiety with our groups and that's where we had a lot of success in the formation of those groups. So, oh gosh, I just love the kids there. I built friendships with those children and learned so much. Even though, you know, I, ha I do have five children of my own, but gosh, when you go into the environment and you just go and dive in into elementary school and the dynamics there and what's going on and children's lives from all different walks of life, right? From all de demographics, from all different circumstances, you learn so much. So I'm taking what I've learned from my degree. I graduated in May and I'm beginning a private practice. It should be up and running. It's called in, in a few weeks, guys, give me some time. So it's gonna be called Family Matters Counseling where I will be focusing on the family matters. It's kind of the, the matters of any family actually, whether it's couples, whether it's children or individuals, or the other side of it, the divorce, the co-parenting, the blended families. So those type of issues, you guys. But I still am going to be running my coaching practice in general for anyone, right? And I'll explain a little more of that in this today. So thanks for listening so far about my adventures. This is a dream, you guys. It's a dream of mine that I've had for a long time. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do until my late 30s. Oh my goodness. And now I'm finally here and I'm really trying to make it happen. And now sharing what I've learned gosh, which is so much, and I enjoy sharing, I enjoy growing. So that's why I'm here. I'm still going to be podcasting, still putting out this YouTube channel to try to increase and give you guys value in your lives. So what did I learn through all this? I want to talk about a little bit of what I learned from my experiences. Um, there were three key things, and I think that these things are key for any experience where you're going out and trying something hard and following your dream. So the first one is, if I can do it, anyone can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I know you guys have heard this phrase before and you're thinking, no, like maybe I've heard it from an Olympian. No, I cannot do that. 
but I'm going to take a minute and show you the science of how I can prove this to you. Okay, so let's start with behavioral modeling. If I can achieve a particular task, the probability of you replicating it, that task success increases significantly. Our shared cognitive capabilities and adaptability suggest that I can accomplish it if I can, there's a high likelihood that you possess the requisite cognitive and physical attributes to do the same. Do you like my science talk? <laughs> okay. Now let's go to cognitive psychology. Our capacity to learn and adapt means that if I can master a skill or overcome a challenge, it stands to reason that you can as well, given the appropriate training and motivation. But we're not talking about training and motivation right now. Okay, <laughs> we're just talking about if this can be true. So now let's go to the sociological context, my area of expertise. The phrase, if I can do it, you can do it, aligns with the concept of social proof. If I, as a member of your peer group, can achieve a specific goal, it serves as evidence that you too have the potential to attain a similar level of success within that same context. Okay, you guys know that I'm reading this right. Okay, let's go to neuroplasticity. That's hard to say. Neuroplasticity. Our brains exhibit remarkable adaptability. Okay, so if I can acquire a new skill or knowledge, it suggests that your brain, like mine, has the capacity to rewire and learn, making the phrase, if I can do it, you can do it, a scientifically grounded affirmation of human potential. Okay, so now that I've proved this scientifically, you guys, and got all my little research down on paper, the phrase, it holds up, right? Basically, we are these creatures who have so much more in common than we have that is different, that if I can do it, you can do it true, really holds up. And actually, if I can put together an IKEA piece of furniture without a missing screw, then you can too, all right? Actually, it means you can do anything in this life. If I can figure out how to put a video together and edit it, which is like my weakest thing on earth, <laughs> then you can do anything too. And it kind of scares me to even think of this phrase because I have friends who do way bigger, way greater, way huger it would seem things that gosh gosh i don't want to do it but i guess i know that i can i just don't want to right my brother and his kids are training for a marathon they've actually ran a lot of marathons could i do that too gosh i guess i just don't want to <laughs> so but let me go on to the second thing. Number two, second thing that I learned from pursuing this dream is how strong our core beliefs are. Okay, core belief. I know that I've had a podcast about core beliefs. A core belief, what is that? Well, it is a deeply ingrained belief that you hold about yourself, or it can be about the world or other people. And it can be negative, it can be positive, it can be adaptive, it can be maladaptive. Um, some examples, 
are I am a strong person I am unworthy you know unfortunately some of these core beliefs are pretty maladaptive uh, the people that I work with as same as me have some maladaptive core beliefs and a lot of times they show up in childhood uh, when we aren't even aware of what's happening in our subconscious and what's developing. Maybe you had a sibling who was always highlighted and recognized and for some reason you made that belief into your psyche that you weren't as good. And because you're not as good as your sibling, maybe you're not as good as anyone else, right? Our brains are can be illogical when they're trying to be ill trying to be logical. So um, maybe you had some traumatic experiences in childhood where you felt like those experiences meant you are unlovable or are unworthy. Luckily for me, I was very lucky. I had parents who built me up. I had a dad who told me and all of my siblings that we could do anything, which was kind of scary because in thinking about doing this degree program and changing my career oh the thoughts those core beliefs came back that I could do anything which is scary I'm like oh great now I have to now that I know that I can I guess I just don't have to go out there and do it and figure all that out but how can you find your core beliefs well there's a first thing you have to do is you have to be aware of your thoughts you start with thoughts that you have that are your consistent and recurring thoughts. Uh, maybe you have a thought that uh, this person or that person thinks this about you. Well, you say to yourself, well, if that were true, then what does that mean about you? And then you go to the next thought. This is called laddering. I have a whole other podcast about it. So go back and check that out. And then you ask, you know, once you get that next thought out, well, what is, if that were true, what does that mean about you? And you go digger, deeper and deeper and deeper to find your core beliefs and work with those core beliefs. And you can change them. And that's a whole separate podcast. But what I'm trying to say, guys, is core beliefs, they're big. Um, and luckily for me, I had a strong core belief that I could do it, that I was capable, that I had the ability within me and so you actually all have the ability in me as I proved with uh, my point number one um, but to build that into a core belief that could take some help from a therapist or a coach okay the third thing I learned was how crucial your support team is but you have to teach them Okay, what does that mean? People do not automatically know what you need. Supportive people in your life, they want to help you with what you need, but they can't unless you tell them. So my support team was mostly my kids and my husband. I had to sit them down. I had to tell them in advance because kids like things in advance. <laughs> they like to know what's going on. But I had to tell them what I needed from them. I had to say to my kids, you guys, I have class Tuesdays at four o'clock. 
I need Tommy to babysit Aaron, or I need you to be working on your homework quietly at the table. I need you, and I know you are capable of doing this. So I would tell them exactly what I needed. Um, my husband, who some of you know is free as a bird, likes to travel the world all the time. I had to tell them him, I cannot go on this trip. I cannot make this happen. I have this due. I, I'm not, and I need your support and your understanding. So to outline to people what exactly you need in any situation is really, really great. Instead of having them guess, and then you have this miscommunication, and it helps the other person out. It helps your support team out, and that's kind of the mentality you have to go with. I tell my clients who are new, newly single parents all the time, do not shy away from giving children responsibilities, especially in your new world, right, without the two parents. You have to tell them, I need you. I'm counting on you. And actually, when you're telling your kids and counting on them, it builds their character. This is what builds their self-esteem. So give them responsibility. Count on them. Don't shy away at, uh, of that because that actually builds them. Now, let's go on to a different subject. Why did I change the name of my podcast to Turn the Corner? So I started to think about everything I talk about on my channel and my podcast, and it boils down to doing just that, turning the corner in your life, where you wanna do, feel, and act better. So life is just better. Turning away from the struggle and getting into the zone, so to speak, that zone of progress, of safety, of resiliency, so the term originated in the early 1800s with horse racing, when the horses turn that corner and they enter the home straight, right? I think of track stars, right? When you're watching the Olympics or um, anyone actually that runs really fast and I get amazed at that corner. And I remember myself, I, I ran track way, way long ago in junior high, right? And I was never very good at the 200 meter, but that's where you start on the corner. And I remember, dang, turning that corner is really where you're making or breaking it. That's when you see people get out in front. It's so awesome to see them turn that corner and lean into the corner. And then they're kind of in that safer position where they can just rock it at the end. So some other interesting definitions. To begin to find success or improvement after a particularly difficult or troubling period. So I think that really applies to divorce, right? Or anything where you've had a really hard time and now it's time to adjust. Um, we can think of it with rehab, right? Oh, they're starting to turn a corner, they're getting better. Or a new startup business, oh, it took a few years, but man, they're really turning a corner, they're getting it now. We hear it in medical terms with illnesses. Do you know what? She turned a corner. She's uh, getting so much better. Uh, we heard that a lot with COVID. It also means that something important is happening in a person's life and that it's likely to make a difference in the future. Um, 
Another meaning is to make a life decision that leads down an alternative path, right? It's usually a path that is radically different from the current lifestyle. So for example, one might turn from a life of crime to being a productive citizen. We hear about these stories all the time. So what's yours? I want you to analyze for a second. Look into the past and think about the corners that you have had to turn in your own life. What did it take? Did you just come to a point where you're just sick of it? Where you'll just throw your hands up and say, no more, can't do this anymore. And what corner do you need to turn now? That's what I want you to think about. And guess what? You can do it. I proved to you before. <laughs> I proved to you before that you can do hard things. It's ingrained in you. If I can do it, if anybody can do it, you can do it too. Tap into this inner essence. Tap into your consciousness. As Eckhart Tolle would say, your essence that is more than your thoughts, that is more than your behaviors, it's who you are. I would call it spirit. You know, other people, I've heard, you know, yogis call it your chakra. You tune into what you really are. It's so much more than your thoughts. It's who you really are. It's your human being, not your human doing. And tune into that. All right, guys, that's all I have today. Um, one little announcement, look for something um, in my social media. I am announcing a big project I've been working on. I can't quite give you the name of that because it's a surprise, but <laughs> I'll announce it in the next podcast. So look out for that. Again, I love, I love you guys. I really do. Um, that might sound weird because I don't know you, <laughs> but I feel it from you. I love seeing your comments on YouTube. Um, I love hearing about your turn the corner moments. All right, let me know what they are. Okay, make it what you want. Take care, bye. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in. If you need any additional resources, please visit me at my website, coachemilysanchez.com.